Sunday, April 14th, 2019. I am sitting in the backyard on the patio of Silvervale, my house in Los Angeles, California. It is late in the evening. It's dark. There are more stars than I would have expected with the light pollution, but I can see very clearly and uh, it's a little chilly, not uncomfortable, but it feels nice after a kind of a warm day. Um, spring is not my favorite time of the year. I do enjoy seeing new life coming, coming out. And, uh, but uh, it's been odd. It's been weird. Uh, weather has been back and forth. There was a joke that one of my roommates, uh, housemates, uh, mentioned not long ago that I moved to California for the weather. And we're finally getting some. So, that was cute. I hope you're doing well. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. I am <clears throat> starting up a secondary podcast because I am just that ambitious. Um, I, uh, it's going to be based on AMS. I'm sorry. A ASMR, which is a relaxation um, and beyond uh, kind of a, of a, not want to say a movement, but a, uh, an exercise. Some people get very deep into it. Uh, a friend of mine suggests, I may have said this last week, I have not gone back and reviewed what I said last week, but if this is redundant, please forgive me. Uh, I'm going to go over it again. A friend of mine said that I have a very soothing uh, voice and it would be nice for me to record stories, poems, sonnets, things like that. Um, to help people sleep and in order or to help them relax and so i have done a few uh i will put up a link here for for that particular uh new podcast which will be very very short most of them under 10 minutes um of stories and things that i've written so far um i do anticipate reading other people's stories and things that i find interesting um my kids like to have me read to them, so maybe you'll tune into that. It is going to be called, or it is called, a tiny spider, and that is based on the fact that the and, and I put it up on the Facebook for suggestions about what I should call this new podcast. And uh, someone asked me what the first book I ever read or first novel that I ever read, and uh, it came up uh, Charlotte's Web was honestly the very first book that I picked up and read myself. I could not tell you how old I was. I do know that my parents were surprised um, that I was actually reading a full-length book uh, at whatever age I was. And they questioned me about, you know, what was the story about, and was I actually reading it, or was I just pretending and looking at the pictures? Um, but I, I was, and, and the book stuck with me, and I, I can remember the story fairly vividly, even, you know, nearly 50 years later. Um, very, very uh, specific details, because I know I read it more than once. Um, I had a hardback copy on my bookshelf uh, for as long as I can remember. I, I don't know what became of it, I imagine. I, I don't know what became of it. Somewhere down the road it left my possession, um, and I hope it brought some joy to someone else. So, in deference to Charlotte the Spider, who 
as the heroine of this novel. I am um, naming my little podcast uh, A Tiny Spider. Just a, a friendly voice, weaving tales. <laughs> um, and I hope you enjoy that. Uh, it'll be on SoundCloud. It'll be based on SoundCloud. And maybe if you do a search for A Tiny Spider, you can find it. But I will try to remember to put a link in the uh, description of this. And then eventually, once I've gotten enough episodes in, and I can get it picked up on the normal podcast stations and such, I will promote it a little bit more. But for right now, it's just for patrons and those of you who are listening here and the people that are closest to me who um, who are getting something out of my art. I had a, a moment this week where I, I literally sat out here, right where I'm at now on my patio, looking at the stars. And uh, I can see Orion. That means I can, I can spot Beetlejuice and I can spot uh, Rigel, um, who are at the top and the bottom of that, uh, that famous constellation. Uh, I suppose if I really looked hard enough or looked around enough, I could spot one or two more that I know. But those are the ones that I normally go to. Anyway, I was sitting out here on this patio, stargazing and thinking and uh, my little notebook in my hand and creating as, as best I could. And um, I questioned the purpose of what I am and what I'm doing. And, you know, we all ask ourselves, why am I here? Maybe, and here's my ego speaking out a little bit, but maybe artists and, and people that create or, or showboat for a living, as my dad would say, um, question that a little deeper. Uh, I do card tricks. Now, I have been told that the things that I do, the words that I say, the words that I write, the, the creativity that I put into the magic that I put out there is beneficial to people's hearts and souls and that I do touch people and reach people. I've, I've had, for goodness sakes, I've had people tell me that I've saved their lives and I have to believe that because why would you, why would you make something like that up? But regardless, I sat here under this huge, vast, infinite universe, just a tiny speck on a tiny speck on a tiny speck and wondered What's my goal? What's my purpose? Why, why am I put here? And because of a discussion with a friend, um, it, it, it basically came to me that it doesn't have to have a purpose. Uh, it doesn't have to have a destination. There doesn't have to be an end game or a goal. Perhaps it's simply enough to just do the work that's been put into my hands I whatever you think whatever you believe whatever you, you grasp onto I believe in a higher power I believe in something that had a vision something or someone that had a vision for all of this and, and created it and made it happen now it may just be the, the universe itself it may be whatever but something caused us to evolve to where we are right now with consciousness and self-awareness and, and all the things that go along with it and we all have different talents and different different gifts gifts is the word I'm going to use and my gift is in telling a story and in performing 
performance conjuring and, and the illusion of magic and sleight of hand or however you want to call it. I create real magic by performing acting magic. And maybe that's enough. I, I don't... I never have really had ambitions of being, you know, a world-famous magician or being on grand stages or everything else. What I do now and just what I do now allows me to travel. It allows me to travel the world. It's shown me some amazing things. It's brought me to the face-to-face -face with some incredibly amazing people. I met Dick Van Dyke this year, for goodness sakes, and he watched my show and we had a conversation. Dick Van Dyke, the legend, has been a part of my life, you know, peripherally since as I was a child. Since I was a really, really little boy, I've known who he was. And, uh, and I got to work for him. I got to present art for him. I got to give back a little bit, a little tiny bit of the joy that he's given me for decades. And, and I, I cannot explain that feeling to you. I... It's really overwhelming, and I'm not saying this to to be in any way bragging or to or to be boosting myself up. I'm I'm astounded and astonished and grateful that I got to sit at a table uh, to to shake the hand of of this this wonderfully talented, amazing human being, and uh, and more than that, I got to do magic for him. I made him laugh. I I, I made him cuss out loud, which his wife said he never does. Um. But something that I did just burst so much joy in, in his heart that, that he exclaimed uh, a rather uh, shocking epithet. <laughs> anyway, I, I do a lot in my show, especially during one segment of my show, where I proclaim for most that would be good enough, and, and it's not quite satisfying enough for me, and I take it to, a ne to the next level, and I make it all part of the drama of the presentation that I'm putting forth. And in a way, that's very true. I am not satisfied with just being good enough, with, with, a, with a, an effect or a trick or a move or a routine or an entire act being just good enough. I never say, oh, it plays, so that's why I'm doing it or that's why I stopped thinking. I never stop thinking about my art. I never stop putting my heart into my art, trying to polish it a bit more, trying to improve it a bit more. But I don't have an end game of this one is going to make me famous or this one is going to make me a lot of money or this one is one that I can sell and, and, and pad my bank account. My whole entire heart is put into performing the art that I have inside of me. And that, my friends, is good enough. It's, it's good enough, and if I do this, exactly this, this way, at this level, and, and, and improve on myself, not competing with others, not comparing myself to others, other performers, other magicians, other whoever, it's way more than good enough. I'm improving on myself, I'm bringing something of, of genuine gentleness and kindness and, and astonishment to the people who are in front of me.
that the giver uh, gave to me. And really, what more could you ask? So my, my promise here and my dedication here and the love that I have here is to tell you that I will not give up doing what I'm doing. It's been hard. It's been rough. I, I, I walked away from people that insisted that I change, people that insisted that, that this or that or the other thing was more important somehow than the gift in my hands. Now, I've been gifted with a family. I've been gifted with children who I love and adore and cherish. And, and they grew up and they became grand adults on their own and they are out living their own lives and living their own dreams. I accomplished that and I love them dearly and I will talk to them and love them anytime they want to talk to me. But there comes a time you let go of the nest and you let them go and, and and you, you, I have to live my own life and continue to, to explore the art that I have. And I'll tell you this to anybody that, that loves me, to anyone that I have professed love for, that I have offered my heart to, that I've, I've offered part of my life to, I will love you unconditionally. You don't have to change a thing about yourself for me to love you. And, and if I have ever told you once, that I loved you, I mean it still. Love doesn't die, love doesn't end. And I'm talking romantically, and I'm talking sexually, and I'm talking companionship, and I'm talking friends, and matrimony, and, and everything else that went along with that. I will never stop loving you. The only thing I will not do is change myself to make to make, look, if you fell in love with me, let's, let me use a different term, falling in love, that's, that's all uh, wonderful and fabulous and falling in love is a, a dizzying feeling, but the powerful thing is to rise in love, to, to start off at ground level and to find one another as friends, as lovers, as, as whatever else you, you want to call it, but to rise into love is honestly the way to go. So if we ever rose in love together, if you found yourself loving me, it's, it's an eternal thing. It's the thing that binds the entire universe together is love. But if you fell for me, fell for me, I did it again. If you rose for me, if you, if you found love in me, if you bonded with me somehow together, you did it because of who I am. And to be in love with someone is not to ask them to change. Now, yes, put down bad habits. Yes, put down toxic uh, habits. Put down toxic uh, things that you do. Turn away toxic people. Even if you love them, even if, even if you care deeply about them, if they are hurting your life or preventing your life from happening or genuinely holding you back, love them deeply, but do it from a distance even from a silence. Love yourself enough to honor the gift that you've been given, to find your curiosity and chase it down with all of your might. Life is short. I've said it before. Life is criminally short. It's to find the curiosity within yourself and to dig deep and to sink your fingers into the dirt and plant something that you may never see come to fruit. 
but you do it because the gift was given to you with an expectation of being used. If I were to get biblical for my biblical listeners, do not hide your light under a bushel. Shine it out so that all might see. Plant your seeds on fertile ground. Harvest when ready. You know, you've heard these stories. I didn't mean to make this dramatic and, and, and uh, I don't know, maybe it sounds a little down because I'm feeling a little sad today. A lot of my friends, a lot of people that I know, even people that are acquaintances, or acquaintances of acquaintances who are very important to me, uh, have been dying lately. Uh, I lost my Uncle Andy a couple of weeks ago. I'm certain I touched on this topic last week. And dealing with that loss and, and still moving forward and finding, you know, goodness out of, of everything that's else that's happening around me uh, is, is a struggle. And it's a struggle I don't always win every day. But I am going to keep moving forward. There is a producer, there's, there's actually a couple of them, who are interested in my services for a very unique project that they specifically want me for. Uh, they saw me performing, and while it is a, a magical performance that they're looking for, it's going to be outside of the norm of anything that I do. And I can't really go into details right now, because there aren't quite a whole lot of details right now. But it involves a, a very specific kind of performance um, that I would help create and, um, and bring it out into, uh, into a viable thing. Uh, I'll tell you all the details when I can, and it, it won't be long. Believe me, it's it's not it's coming up. Uh, they are on the fast track to make this thing happen. So, a matter of a couple of weeks, probably I'll be able to give you all the details. The Magic Castle continues to be fruitful. Um, that's where I got to perform for Dick Van Dyke. Uh, I meet all kinds of incredible people. I'm I'm actually able to help uh, younger magicians or, or other magicians who are looking for uh, a path. I'm going to be leading a workshop in August on 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 improving and polishing and making uh, a trick into a, a routine or making a routine into something more entertaining or, or, or more from the heart. Because that's what I do best. Dig into the, the, the core of a thing and bring it up. I believe in the spirit of every human. I believe we are all part of one larger consciousness. I believe that we should uplift and inspire each other because it's easy to get lost. And these days, man, these days are dark. These days are, are full of negativity and lots of things being pushed down and lots of people pointing fingers and being angry and, and, and over, over silly, silly things. But the anger is real and the hatred is real and the negativity is, is, is palpable in the air sometimes. But I haven't given up. I've not given up on you. I've not given up on those way over there to the left and those way over there to the right. And, and there's so much room in the middle and, and, and so much... I don't know. I believe in love. I believe in kindness. I believe we can reach a middle ground and, and that nobody has to go hungry and that, that nobody has to go without love. There's so much... So much available and so much that could be given. And if we put aside fear, we loved ourselves, 
and we just took a look around. I am, yeah, I am just naive enough to believe that we could change the entire world and, and love one another. Even through everything that I've seen and everything that I've been and everything that I am, selfish bastard that I grew up as, I still believe in giving. I still believe in me. I believe in the work that I do. And if you're listening to this, I believe in you. I believe that you can take the gift you have and you can make the world a better place. I believe you can create smiles and laughter and good thoughts and, and good ideas and progress and unity. There's love inside of you. There's love inside of all of us. And when I say what I say, I say that I mean it. And some of you may be sitting there alone not thinking that you're loved, not getting the affection that you need. And I hope it comes your way. I believe if you believe it enough and you love yourself enough and you understand, I, I'm babbling, but I, I do believe love will come to you. I'm putting it out there as hard as I possibly can. And yeah, some days I feel like it's passing me over as well. I am 53 years old. I am proud of 53 years that I've put on this planet, my feet in the dirt, my hands reaching out, my heart on display for everybody to fucking see. I believe in me, and I'm going to keep doing this to the best of my ability for as long as I can. As long as I can. Take care of yourself. I will, uh, I'll try to be more engaging <laughs> in future episodes. Maybe this wasn't the greatest, but uh, it's honest and it's genuine. And it's what I have for you tonight. Um, I'm Hannibal. I'm the son of Susan and Robert Hannibal. Who in their own awkward way, instilled in me the gifts, instilled in me the belief, gave me the spine to stand straight, gave me a home when I didn't have one, adopted me when I needed a place. I am love. I am magic. Here I am. I'll talk to you soon. I sincerely hope that there's love where you are.